everybody, and welcome to Chesapeake Chats on the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited to be with you again for episodes four and five. I'm Carrie, and Anne is with me, and Casey is with me, of course. Woohoo! Hey guys. Hi, friends. <laughs> I, I was sad not to be there last a couple weeks ago when my whole neighborhood had a power outage, and it just was like throwing my whole night. I just couldn't. I couldn't handle it. So thank you so much, guys. <laughs> we missed you. Missed we you. Did. We missed you a lot. Oh, I missed you. But this, these were good episodes. I am so excited to talk about these episodes. What? What in the world? A lot, a lot going on. A lot. Heavy stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that title of episode four, that's all there is to that. <laughs> I think that's how we all felt it's like whoa well I mean I'm smiling now but honestly that episode was so emotional and it, it really got it got me for real like I was I was crying I was shaking at some points you know you just they really really packed in the emotion and um the depth to this mm -hmm. episode of episode four um let's just jump right in and talk about the main storyline that went throughout this whole episode is Mick. Mick O'Brien, what what a brave, what a needy, what a what a hurting man here in this mm -hmm. episode. And he brought, he brought it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wow. He was he he was amazing. I mean he did such a great job portraying yeah. the emotions and the frustration and mm -hmm anger and pride mm -hmm. and just all of you know the things he was trying to bring across to us uh, to the character I mean he, right. he did it well yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think this episode goes to show that you don't for a good tv you don't need to have relational drama to make it good sure yes because mixed storyline was all about Mick and his addiction mm -hmm. and him basically being in denial about it. And that made for probably one of the best episodes of mm -hmm. Chesapeake Shores that I have seen to date. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Very, Do you think just this, the writing, the story arc, the, the dialogue, the way they handled it, what made it one of the best episodes for you? Oh, man. I mean... First of all, Treat Williams killed it. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, like you all were saying, the emotion, mm -hmm. the sneakiness, the hiding, the, mm -hmm. the inner conflict coming out. And then um, that scene with the, um, with the family mm -hmm. and then following with Abby and Kevin yeah. Those two scenes together, I mean, were absolutely dynamite with the cast. You could yeah. see each character in their own personality, trying mm -hmm. to figure out how to handle, a, you know, dad, ex-spouse, mm -hmm. lover, brother, etc. And everything was on the table. The stakes were so high. Right. And you could feel the tension just rising in the mm -hmm. room. And it, it, it was, wow, it was so impactful 
so impactful. I, I totally agree. I think the way that they, it was brilliant to bring Thomas back in for this episode and this confrontation, brother to brother. Um, I thought that was a really, really wonderful use of their relationship. It has grown so mm-hmm. well over season five. And then here, here we are the first time we see him in season six and he is he's there for Mick, even though Mick didn't feel like he felt like he was confronted by him and judged by him, but he really was there for him. And then, I mean, just that they, the way that they built up to that intervention was so good. You felt Abby's worry. You felt her panic, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. not only did he not pick up his granddaughters, but he, he was asleep at his desk in the middle of the day. I mean, she's just putting the pieces together, like, what is going on with my dad? And then mm-hmm. they find pills, you know, like just the whole buildup was absolutely brilliant to mm-hmm. me. I loved that part of it. Yeah, I like that it was that it was built up and, mm-hmm. you know, like a couple things. And so it's like, so then, you know, they could bring it up to Mick, like, well, you know, these, you know, these three things happened or, you know, this is not like you. And, you know, and, and, and so I thought that was good. And just for us to see as well, um, like actually see them, not just hear about them um, from the kids, but to see them, I thought was really made it, you know, just more impactful even. Mm-hmm. Totally. And like you said, Casey, each character, I feel like confronted him in the way that that character would, you know, mm-hmm. they all of them stuck so true to their characters. Um, Brie just being very emotional at the table, but just like calling to him in a um in a very compassionate way mm-hmm. and um Megan trying to be I mean they just reignited their romance she's trying to be like we're here for you you know we can handle this together I mean do you think an intervention was a good idea do you feel like that was the right way to handle it could they have done anything different I'm, I don't think so yeah yeah I really don't, especially with someone like Mick, a patriarch, a man's man, a prideful man. Mm-hmm. I think it really, I think they needed each other's support mm-hmm. to be all there together and like kind of stand their ground and be like, no, dad, this is a real problem. This yes. is serious. Like we're all concerned. Mm-hmm. And it's them all to be there like, dad, like we're concerned about you. Right. We're not trying to attack you. We're trying to... Mm-hmm if you help because we're concerned about you and we love you. Mm. And I thought that that was really the only way that they could have gotten through to him, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. Especially with something so deep Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not a light topic. It's something that is very serious. It's something that needs to be confronted. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, he, Thomas confronted him one-on-one mm-hmm. by that point and so when that didn't work brother to brother I mean what can you do I mean you have to bring the family together and right. I think it was a very smart choice of the mm-hmm. O'Briens to have the majority of the family there so that they came as a united front right um and also I just have to say I feel like there was more proof here that Mick has a slight softer spot towards Brie because he was not going to sit down until <laughs> they made eye contact and then Brie's like very emotional and he he said I know albeit he took the chair and sat on the other side of the room. right right but he did sit after <laughs> after right. she pleaded with him 
Yeah. But I, I agree with that. I thought that was very subtle, but very profound. She speaks up and then he mm-hmm. enters in as much as he can. He entered into, okay, fine. Let's talk about it. Pulls a chair, but pulls it far away from the table. He's mm-hmm. not going to sit at the table with everybody because he mm-hmm. doesn't agree with what's happening. Yeah. But he was trying to meet them. Mm-hmm some of the way because he thinks he's still in control of this you mm-hmm. know he th- doesn't think it's a big deal all right i'll meet you here at the table because it's not a big deal mm-hmm. um i did think the intervention was necessary i thought it was smart i thought it was wise it's the only way you can kind of come together you know to um show the power of you know our our love and support and our concern the only thing i thought was even as he's in his addiction, I had compassion for Mick when he was very defensive because here we are, we are in his home, mm-hmm. the home that he built for his family with his blood, and, blood, sweat and tears. And, you know, they are confronting him at a place where he has been the leader for forever. He has been the one in control forever, you know? Mm-hmm. And yet as soon as he realizes he has lost control and said, you guys you don't get it or whatever he said, they don't get it. They Mm -mm. didn't, they didn't get it. You know, like what he was going through, he like storms out. And I thought, of course he did. Of course he storms out, Mm -hmm. you know, just the, even that location. And then where does he go after that? That, that was my favorite part. And I think the most well done part of the whole episode. Um, Just, just as someone who has been through trauma I know that for me, like the only person, the only kind of person I could talk to and that I would believe and that I would believe that was on the same level as me yeah. and think that I was down here and they were here. And that's yeah. my own perspective. Any person who's struggling with something's perspective, yeah. like the only person you can really listen to and know that actually understands yeah. is someone who's actually been there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. not trying to knock anyone else, no. but from the person's perspective who needs help, who needs support, mm-hmm. it's just so much easier to talk to someone who you know, they get it. They know mm-hmm. what this feels like. And so I thought, oh, it's so perfect mm-hmm. for him to go talk to someone who's also had a, you know, an addiction issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know, Mick's gonna feel safe. He's not gonna feel judged. Mm-hmm. And I understand what that feels like. And I just thought that is, that's just perfect for how prideful he is and just how vulnerable and how hard that kind of situation is. It just really helps to know someone has been there, get their advice. Um, you know, just, just listen to them say like, you know, how did you deal with this? You know, what helped you, you know, this can happen to anyone. That kind of Mm -hmm. thing that Luke said, he's like, he's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you're like an amazing dad and like you raise your kids by yourself and you have your own company. Like this can happen to any person on any socioeconomic level, any race, any, anything. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was so well done. Yeah. So like, I'm like, oh, this is, it was just great. Yeah. Yeah. Relate to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then him getting that different perspective I mean it helps that they're not family you know Mm -hmm. that's like a big thing because of you feel like your family's so biased against you and especially with Mick coming off of the the second um interaction with Abby and Kevin yes 
that one. Now I personally, I loved how at first, before the intervention, we have the family there. I mean, Kevin is so angry and mm-hmm. Abby's the one telling him like, I don't know, like we got you, we've got to, we've got to calm down a little bit. And then it flipped, it absolutely flipped with the two of them um, when they confronted their dad, because that's when Abby went off and Kevin was like, hold on. And then Abby's (laughs) like, no, you didn't raise us us to be this way. Like all of these things. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. As the oldest child, I relate to that. If that were my family, I would totally go off like that on my on a family member, regardless of who it is. And so I love that the complications of their characters and like what they're going through also shows in their actions too, because Mm -hmm. you see that flip with both of them. You see Abby realizing like, okay, no, as the oldest child, we're going to, we're going to take care of this. Mm -hmm. Then you have the Kevin side where he's fuming mad. And then he kind of simmers down because he sees it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Cause then he's, he's retelling um, his dad about his buddies it took mm-hmm. two days to get hooked. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I, ju- I just love that, um, that, um, that scene and that interaction with the three of them. It, it was yeah. so well done. And it was, it was, wow. It was amazing. Yeah. I think they've done really well in this series with um, it's, it's a fine line to walk, but you know, you have Nell and Mick really as the matriarch patriarch of the family. Megan, by her own choices, has has um, you know forfeit that role, forfeited that role really. And yet she is brought back into the family in such a tender way and has a place there, uh, an important place. But that second more intimate conversation that he has with family members, it's with Abby and Kevin. Mm-hmm. who also had to grow up really fast with their moms leaving later and then now have to again grow up really fast again as adults and say what dad's dealing with this addiction dad's doing something that we never thought you know you think that he was above above anything like this and they're mm-hmm. having to wrestle with that we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast if you love hallmark royal romances you'll be swept away by to win a print an Africa-set royal romance novel. When a fashion designer is forced to work alongside the prince who portrayed her best friend, she must stop herself from falling before she's too far gone. This book has all the best tropes, enemies to lovers, forced proximity, and grumpy sunshine. If you're looking for a romance that will have you enchanted from the first page to the last, to win a prince must be added to the top of your to-be-read pile. Get 40% off and free shipping at bakerbookhouse.com when you purchase to win a prince or in search of a prince with a promo code HMSHILOH40. That's bakerbookhouse.com code HMSHILOH40. Just think that they've done so well throughout the whole series of sharing family roles and leadership in that way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's true. That's kind of true to life. Family, family roles adjust and um mm-hmm. and really change as the years go on but to to Anne's point too going to the bridge and seeing Luke for that final conversation where he realizes I have a problem now he doesn't think addiction just yet but he may agree oh this is a problem it's the way he walked into the bridge and he's like fiddling with things on the table. He's not really 
saying hi to Luke. He's not really talking to Luke. I mean, you almost think he drove there subconsciously, you know, like that he just, his, his heart took him there. Maybe his, Mm -hmm. um, his need took him there. And he knew, like you said, Anne, he knew who, who would understand and maybe be able to speak into what he's going through. And Luke and in that patient way that Luke is just let him kind of walk towards him closer, come closer, come closer. It's like, Hey Mick, how's it going? You know, but he was so patient. Uh So, so patient. He was, I think he knew like he had already seen the red flags. He Mm -hmm. did. He knew, okay, he's here. It's late. Like he's obviously come here probably because he needs someone to talk to. I'm just going to try to listen. Yeah. Ask me whatever mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, how much, how much did Luke endear you to to himself during this scene? I just he was just so. I mean, he was so open and yeah. just and so and and kind. And I love that um, that quote that he said. You know, prison addiction is the only prison I know where the locks are on the inside. And yeah. Yeah, that is like so profound. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we we always have choices um, that we can make. And I just feel like that's what that quote means. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and, and it is hard um, to seek help and get support, Mm -hmm. you know, always. And, um, you know, I think that's what, you know, Mick was trying to do, um, you know, by going there is try to feel like he wasn't judged and try to, you know, get it from someone who we knew could understand. Right. I think Luke, you know, provided that, Mm -hmm. you know, really well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think so too. And there's, we've, we have seen as the audience, we've had a front row seat to Luke's redemption story remember who he was at the beginning of season five Mm -hmm. he's angry he's like working at the quick go he has this pride in him still that is like you know he's gonna fight it's him against the world and slowly and surely he has just really softened up he's come into his own and that's to me that's the beauty of redemption Mm -hmm. redemption doesn't just give you your life back Mm -hmm. but it's like it gives you something more what grace there is in redemption like it gives you something more and he's able to be a a, a upstanding citizen you know have a job but also then there's more than that pour into someone's life based Mm. on his experience and bless them based on his experience and it's not without its consequences as we saw you know he's apartment hunting and he can't get an apartment that he wants because it's on his record that he's a convicted felon and Mm -hmm. someone doesn't want that they don't know who he is they don't know how he's changed but they don't want that so he has to live with the consequences of his actions but redemption gives you new life Mm -hmm. and that's what i love that we saw in this scene for that i saw in this scene for luke Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I feel like in life, yeah, like when we go through things, it's like 60% of it it is for us and like 40% of it is for whoever we're going to be able to help or advise or support or listen to. 
you know, in that same issue because we will have, you know, a voice and a knowledge that other people don't have on Mm -hmm. what the subject is. And I think that he just, you know, it was his time to, to use that. Yes. Um, use one of those cards. And um, I, I just really liked how they showed it. I just thought it was just yeah. so well done. Mm-hmm. Steven and Mick, they just, they both in that specific scene um, just did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. You guys said it so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> but did it did it not remind you though of season five, episode three, where Mick and Luke had that interaction outside the bridge? Do you remember that? Oh, that's yeah, that yeah, that's right. That I the, feel like um, there's yeah, I feel like there's like some symbolism there. This the yeah. bridge, you know. Oh, the, the bridge. bridge. I know, but oh, they were outside yeah, okay. and then this time they were inside. Uh-huh. I mean, there's just a lot more intimacy there. You're, you're inside. I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. looking too far into it, but well, I, I mean, it's so cool. Because, well, it, you know, Mick gave, Mick gave Luke a second chance. Yeah. And essentially Luke is helping Mick get a second chance. Right, right turn your life around you know you're doing this like interesting juxtaposition of things with these characters and I mean ironically enough the bridge is like the name bridge (laughs) you know where vulnerabilities are shared which I think you know he had to be vulnerable and then now you know it was vulnerable with him yes yeah it's really it is like a big juxtaposition and yeah bridge and all Mm -hmm. these things like, wow. I love it. That's good. <laughs> wow. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> well, I well you know, it. season five, episode three was written by Mar- Mark Jordan, and um, he also wrote episode four. So, well, you can tell. Okay. You can tell there's such sweet continuity mm-hmm. there, just in the building of someone's relationship even though other episodes have been, you know, kind of shoved mm-hmm. in between there. I, it's an amazing story of mm-hmm. these two men. Yeah, I just, I love it. It was so moving, so moving to see him cry, oh. Mick cry at the, at the bar and say mm-hmm. just those simple words, oh man, oh man, like, mm-hmm. Oh, it got me. Feel your heart beats. I mean, yeah, because it was just so, it was just really moving. I know. I just was like, this is so good. And I'm so glad that everyone who's watching this on Hallmark Channel right now is like, (laughs) because this Mm -hmm. is an important issue. And it's just like, it's just so good to to see, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a great performance too. And so it's. Yeah. I, I read in the Chesapeake Shores Facebook group, there are lots of comments there about how this episode really hit home for them mm-hmm. because it's not talked about. And there's this young girl um, who has been impacted by, by a family member and you would never, you, you know, there's lots of people where you see their, you know, you see their Twitter handles or you see, you know, whatever, and you would never know, you know, you'd never think to think that it would affect, you know, people like so many different people. Yeah. Um, but just the impact of this specific storyline, I mean, I have seen so many, so many comments and so many people sharing their own stories about how it has personally impacted them. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, 
it was done so well. I think the entire arc, I mean, even, even seeing Mick going to the different doctors and getting the prescriptions. Yeah. I oh. mean, you know, and we don't need the car, you know, he gets yeah. in the car accident and he has to like, Kevin has to come help him. I mean, that was heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Right. Heart-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. And just seeing somebody's journey and seeing that, you know, these people, they're, they're just people, you know, they're, yeah. they're just like you and me. And just, you know, like Kevin said, it took two days for his buddy to get hooked. Uh, you know, he, normal people, everyday people who just, it just affects yeah. them differently. And, you know, sometimes they don't realize that it's time to stop, you know, and then, yeah. you know, you see the inner turmoil with them and, and it's hard for us when we're not in it because, you know, we don't know when to help because we don't know what that they're going through it, you know, and right. that person is constantly in denial. Like, you know, obviously Luke knew there was, there was something going on. Even Abby started picking up on some weird things going on. It was mm-hmm. just pinpointing what was it exactly that was making him act so erratically and then mm-hmm. okay let's stop this before it gets like 10 times worse like you know what if he had Caitlin and Carrie with him and they got into a worse accident you know right. so yeah this yeah it, it is a heavy heavy topic but I think they did it really really well yeah um and then even going into episode five with his storyline that yeah well like you said Casey you know they ended episode four sitting on a bench Luke is with right there with Mick I don't know if Luke is taking him to his AA meeting or if Luke is like just helping him go to an NA meeting a narcotics anonymous um but it's at this church, you know, are you ready? Are you ready to, and he was like, I don't know. And we don't know if he walked in or not. You know, that mm-hmm. was kind of, it was the little cliffhanger, but he was at least there getting ready. And then we do see him enter in and, and I, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that soon on um, with uh, the next episode here, but we've just a tiny, tiny couple storylines to wrap up on uh, with episode four. Um we have, let's talk about Sarah and Kevin. It's super exciting. So wonderful. They're back. <laughs> They're back from Hawaii and sh- shirtless. You know, it's his turn this episode. <laughs> I know. All right. Somebody's making tally marks. So, okay. We had so-and-so. Okay. Brendan, you know, Brendan's turn. Brendan Penny's turn. Kevin. I'm just like, this is... Wow. <laughs> you know, like I'm thinking, okay, he's gonna be grabbing your shirt any second. No, it's been on for like three minutes. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, I know. But so so cute though. This married couple in their own home. I mean, I just love love the way that she finds out and she's scared and nervous and mm-hmm. um, you know, he's excited but but scared and just they handled that really well the emotion of that being mm-hmm. pregnant again after after you lose a baby mm-hmm. um so what a what a wonderful happy storyline for them um connor and margaret i mean first of all i don't know if you guys said this on the last episode i forget but his loft is amazing i love <gasps> his apartment yeah, oh, it's great. yes it is 
is nice. <laughs> so nice. I love his apartment. I love his connection with Margaret. Um, in this episode, they're hiring a receptionist, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I love and I hope that she comes back um, as the season progresses as the receptionist. She kind of calls out their connection, their chemistry. They had not defined it just yet, but she ask them about it mm -hmm. so that was cute <laughs> that was, oh, like there's a major like energy here and they're like what are you talking about we're just friends we're just workers i'm like no there's major energy <laughs> the major vibe coming out yeah <laughs> i know i love how she just hops on her bike just hops on her bike she's, and goes yeah she's I don't know I, I mean I, I'd say if we, if we had a season new season I would love to see her because she seems like a fun character she was a kind of a it like it is yeah <laughs> just to see that whole dynamic I, you know we could just do a Connor Margaret's law spinoff they could solve the murders of Chesapeake Shores for see? with the spunky <laughs> receptionist with by the, their side yes. that yes. would be so fun I would watch it I would watch it. I would watch it too. I'm just saying. Hint, hint. <laughs> Come on, Hallmark. Give us a spinoff, a Chesapeake spinoff. Yeah, no, they they just continue to have really just sweet chemistry and um, kind of a fun working relationship that comes into their relationship, but then comes out, you mm -hmm. know, you're like, oh yeah, they have, they're lawyers actually. So yeah, that was really fun. So they define their relationship. They are dating. They are a couple. He says, girlfriend, we're off to the races. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got a, a few little blips here and there. Evan was not in this episode. Um, he was in London on a business trip. Gran of course is not in this episode, but they explained that very naturally. Uh, she went to go, where'd she go? You remember she went to visit a cousin in Glasgow or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like Ireland. Over Ireland, yeah, but I don't, yeah. And then Jess and David um, were out of town with his mom and sister because of the the um, stress that they were all under. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, they they did a, a really nice job having half the cast not in the episode, so they really could go deep with um, what they needed to. They needed to address it. We've been working our way up with this addiction and the pill popping. And I was nervous. I was nervous. How long was this going to go on? What was, what was going to happen? Mm -hmm. And um, as emotional as it was, this was an excellent episode. So mm. excellent. Mm -hmm. yeah. So good. It was really, really good. I just, I'm just so glad that, you know, these last two seasons, you know, are just have been so good. I mean, mm -hmm. we just really needed some conflict resolution and some conflicts yes. that are well-written and understood and we understand why and mm -hmm. yeah, resolved yeah. and all these things. And so yeah. it's, just, it's been great. Yeah. It's because the stakes are high. Mm -hmm. I mean, in previous seasons, there are no stakes with the land. Like, how does that affect everybody? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. but these these are stakes that affect everybody connor's heart attack that affected everybody mick and megan obviously their relationship you know that that that's the heart of the o'briens right there like you, you know right. mom and dad getting back together 
that's really that was the theme in the book is mom right. and dad getting back together mm-hmm. we have a, addiction with Mick that affects so many people you know there are so many things that you know like I said earlier in this episode you don't need relational drama to make a good episode you can also have these exterior things Mm -hmm. that just interweave um throughout the characters and how does it affect that person going through it how does it affect the other people who are right standing by them and stuff and so I I think that's what made that episode I mean it I've raved about it to so many people like I have told people who quit watching after season four I'm like you know what just go watch five and six (laughs) yeah go watch five and six so you can watch episode four of season six because it is amazing I I mean I would (laughs) venture to say it's like one of the it's probably in my top episodes period from Hallmark yes yeah I mean, I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I barely watched it. I've only watched that like, Good Witch um, and, <laughs> and When Hope Calls. So I haven't watched, you know, the other things. But I mean, yeah, it's it's so good. Yeah. The performance, yeah. the writing, I mean, the, yeah. the content. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, y'all know I'm a postable. This is, uh, this, ep- that specific singular episode is probably right up there with the SSD episodes yes. with Martha that's Williamson. True. That's, that's very true. But they it's, have all those, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like, it's very, it's like on par. Cause even right. like Martha tackled this hard type of, to- like types of topics. And so I think this one really ranks like right there with it. Mm-hmm. That's like, high, that, praise, high praise, high praise. I'm telling you, I am telling you. I, am telling you. <laughs> I mean, who would have, who would have thought you would have talked about <laughs> Chesapeake Shores that way? <laughs> Don't listen to my recaps of seasons three and four. We know y'all. now. We know now. Chesapeake Shores is worthy of that praise, but it's so fun to keep seeing them um, mm-hmm. get better and better. Okay, Kelly, you have 30 seconds to explain who we are and why we are so important to the world of podcasts, especially if you like rom-coms. Oh, okay. We love rom-coms and we love love. And if you listen to us, you're going to find out so much about love and rom-coms. We're also filmmakers. And so when we look at these movies, we might make fun of them sometimes, but mostly it's about love. We're a gentleman's guide to rom-coms. From Netflix originals to Hollywood classics, we are a movie of the week podcast devoted to your favorite rom-com. Check us out wherever podcasts are heard. We go on now to episode five and episode five at this point last season, Jess and David were just getting married. It was the middle of the season. Same here. Honestly, I thought this episode was just, I was going to say pure fun, but then Anne reminded me, no, no, Mick is still struggling here. Like, (laughs) hello, there's still some emotion there. (laughs) Well, you know, we weren't really sure to start off because He's a honky dory. At least you think he's a little honky dory. Yeah. He's trying to. He's putting it on well. Mm-hmm. He is. And that was another thing. Is I was worried. I was still because I'm still like, I still have like you know whatever you call it, trauma, past trauma from Chesapeake Shores. A different right. trauma. <laughs> uh, because I'm like, oh no, are they gonna just pretend he's fine now? Because I'm not gonna be fine with that. Right. I'm gonna upset mm-hmm. if I was watching I'm like okay is he putting on are they trying to pretend he's fine you know you know yeah. Megan's gone back I'm like what is she doing like this man's not okay like yeah. you know? and so I'm like are they trying to say he's fine right well, I wasn't sure if there was a time jump that yeah. was my thing too I was like did six weeks just pass by <laughs> yeah 
So, so you were watching and you were like, are, are they just going to play this off? Like he's okay or what? Yeah, no, but then I think that I think maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I think that Mick was trying to pretend like he was okay. And so we were kind of led to believe like everything's okay. And then we see yes. how he really feels, how much pain he's in, the struggle. Um, you when know, he curls up, after he hangs up with Megan on the phone that first time and he curls up in a ball on his bed, you're like, oh no, yeah. oh no. He he's, is not he's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah. Just how he hung up with her and then his face twinged and then he got into the bed yeah. like that. And I was just like, oh man, this is, mm -hmm. he's in this. This is, this is hard, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, was glad, I wasn't glad, for, I wasn't glad, but I was like, I'm glad that they're showing that these are the hard moments that, you know, that, you know, people right. with addictions face, I'm sure. And so mm -hmm. I think that that was important to not just be like, oh yeah, he's fine, because that wouldn't be, you know, reality. Mm -hmm. um, but someone trying to put on and pretend they're fine definitely would be, because they're still kind of in denial. Right. They, they don't want to feel weak and feel like they're, they're being babied. Right. So they try to put on this hard exterior, but they're still just in so much pain and confusion. Yeah. And, yeah. So so he he's on the phone with Megan and then Megan at one point Carter you know this this guy Carter who's interested in her really comes in and kind of starts like poking the bear a little bit asking some questions you know that you're going to get back to him together with a drug addict you know and I mean what do you think do you think he was just stirring the pot or was he asking good questions like are these good questions they just came from the wrong place or hmm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's doing it for selfish reasons, but I mean, they're probably good questions just to think about and, you know, um, for, you know, uh, Megan to think about, but I think he's, his perspective is coming at it. Like, yeah. Manipulative. I'm Mr. Reliable and responsible and, you know, yeah. I can be counted on, but he's just, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Your attitude. Yeah. 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 The attitude, hundred percent, was too pompous for me. Yeah. For yeah. and it was definitely there's underlying like subtext there, like yeah. like you guys were saying, like I'm the better guy. Blah, 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 blah. Because even if he were coming from a good, if he were truly coming from a good place, mm -hmm. his tone, his like the way he was acting would have been a little different. It would have been from more of a place of concern. Like, are you sure? Right. And you wouldn't call somebody a straight up drug addict unless you were trying to manipulate the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he would have used something more along the lines mm -hmm. of, well, Mick has become addicted. Do you really want to live a life? Like, what if he's blah, blah, blah? Because call, talking, um, calling out what it is than labeling a person two completely different things exactly yes. I, I think you're exactly right and the way Megan handled herself in that conversation I actually was very impressed and I was so glad because they could have gone one way to like she was really persuaded by Carter and really oh no and now we start this love triangle all over again oh. and I would have been like no but they didn't they didn't 
I think and we've all experienced some kind of trauma from, you know, previous seasons of Chesapeake Shores. Oh. I had the same thoughts. I was getting really anxious because I was like, oh no, we've only I, got like five episodes left. We can't have more drama with Mick no, and Carter. I, and- <laughs> don't you think she handled herself so well there? Like she saw yes. this. She didn't know the actual what was going on and she knew she didn't know what was actually going on. That's why she called him again. Mm-hmm. Yes. But she, she stood up more. for him mm-hmm. and she believed the best about him. Mm-hmm. Like this is a proud man who is going to NA meetings. That is something good. You know, yeah. like. That's so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and to be honest, I mean, they like she's been here. Like what the timeline is like about four or five years. She's been oh, yeah. with Mick, maybe not officially, but she's been in Chesapeake Shores for at least four years right at this point everybody has grown and I mean are you the same person you were at 21 because I sure as heck am not (laughs) no No. and honestly she knows she knows what Mm -hmm. she's not on the level of Luke who was an addict you know but she knows what it's like to not be right in the head yeah (laughs) yeah in crass terms Mm -hmm. she she made decisions Mm-hmm. you know, when she was in postpartum depression mm-hmm. that, she, that she thought were the way to handle things. And yeah. so on some level, she knows. Yeah, that's true. That's another like yeah. juxtaposition with Mick and Megan, like they completely flip-flopped. Yeah. Except this time she knows how to best support him because she didn't say, she didn't, she wasn't on the phone. Like if it were me, just by my human nature, I'd be like, are you using again? Like, you know, right. Very accused Isn't just it? because that's sorry. That's just my, you know, <laughs> knee jerk reaction. But Correct. Yeah. one thing Megan did and I noticed is she was just very much like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. I love you. Mm-hmm. Like she's they, I, we heard, I love you for a mom and dad several times. Yeah. And that was like, first of all, yeah. and second of all, that that's what Mick needed. Mick needed to know that the woman that he has fallen back in love with is going to stand by him, even if she is mm. 3,500 miles away. Yeah. And so I thought it was really beautiful in the fact that, and it was a lesson, like it was honestly a lesson for me to not like, you know, remember when somebody's going through something difficult, you know, you don't need to fix their problems. You don't need to like, you know, be that person and like, oh, are you doing what's right? You know, sometimes you just need to be there and just tell them like, you know what? I'm here for you. I love you. Most, most often there's the judgment that they hear the loudest is them, is their own. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. Is our own, we accuse ourselves. We judge ourselves very harshly. And in those situations, I should know better. I should do this. I'm stronger than this. So for her to, yeah, just come with the love and the support, it was really well done mm-hmm. really well done on her part but how about yeah go ahead Ant. okay I think you guys you know I think that she knew what would I wanted to have heard you know yes when it was me struggling what would have been helpful for me I would have appreciated if someone checked in with me and then I would have known okay they're putting on a facade so let me check in again and yeah. just tell them I'm here like I care I love yes. and so she knew like you know what he probably needed because yeah own point of view what she wished she had like yeah. you're saying so I think she she just knew like yeah what to do or how to how to best be there yeah mm-hmm. so when 
when he does come to the point where he finds that rogue bottle with one pill left in it under the sink and he holds it and he looks at it and he takes it out every once in a while. I mean, he needed to know that there was love and support and, you know, people rooting for him. Mm-hmm. He needed to know that because what saved him from taking that pill again was mm-hmm. a phone call from her. She didn't know he was struggling, mm-hmm. but she just called and how are you? Are you okay? You know? And then he had the courage to flush it down the drain, you know, to, to put it down the drain, but you guys- oh. I was like, Oh, please, Mick. I was like, no, please don't. But he, he was close. He was close. Mm-hmm. He, had it out, he had it in his hand. And I was just like, okay you don't start over again like Mm -hmm. you're you're going you're at the beginning of the maze but if you take that pill you got to go back to the start of the maze Mm -hmm. again uh it's my type one thinking um and so i'm just like um but but i was glad that Mm -hmm. she reassured him i'm here i love you yeah i don't need this i need to on this path and try to Mm -hmm. you know yeah. Then he it, admit. Then mm-hmm. he admit, I'm an addict. Yeah. I'm an addict. I I almost ruined it. You know, like he saw himself mm-hmm. for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, up until this point, he was in such denial. Mm-hmm. And you can see that just the, you know, the the fighting with oneself. Right. And at that point, it's like in that moment in the bathroom. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, Mick, if you can't see it, like, like, come on, man. Like, right. The fact that you can't even get, like, you're, you're fighting against yourself to take this pill. So bad. Yeah. And, and just knowing the the brain and just knowing he's, he, what he's thinking. It's like, no, I'm not an, I'm not an addict. And then, then it's like, well, if you were in an addict. Then why are you tempted to take this pill? So just take me. And it's like, but I'm not, and I can't. And it's like right. this push and pull and yeah. all of that. And it was done That's so well. So real. These characters are so real and relatable because you love them. And then when you, f- you see them so desperate, you, you don't go, Oh, I would never, you feel that. Oh, yes. I know mm-hmm. that desperation. I maybe not in that sense, but in other things, you know, mm-hmm. and you you feel the depth of what they're going through. And, um, oh man, they're just putting flesh and bones on these characters yeah. in, in a, such a beautiful way. And didn't he, didn't he say it's so, didn't he say it's so hard? Like, yeah. How do you, to, something like it's so hard or, or, or how do I stop or something like that? Mm-hmm. I need to stop or something like that in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. And I thought he said, it's so hard, Meg, like after he hung up, I thought that I, I could be completely wrong. I could have been hearing things. But I remember thinking, oh, she just said that to him. Like, that was a real thing. He said, like, this is so hard. Or he said something to her when she was still on the phone. Yeah. Oh. I remember thinking, I'm surprised he's, you know, even uh-huh. letting that one sentence out. I was surprised. But yeah. I think he did say something like, sorry, uh, this is, you know, this is so hard. Um, oh. And I yeah. think I was like, oh, man. Yeah, really. You know. Yeah, uh, you guys. Then, it was like he broke down after the fo- like after he you yeah. know hung up the phone, but yeah, it, it just his emotions. Oh wow. Yeah, 
I was I was glad to see him, you know, stand up. He has this ally there at at the NA meetings, Ralph, and um, it, he just was able to like share finally. And you know, again, just ended hopeful that each step towards health is is such a hopeful thing, and that's what they gave us in this episode again, another step towards um, a healthy healthy living. Mm-hmm. Um, so while all this other stuff was happening, you know, this stuff with Mick and his journey and, and the emotion of it continued, we had some levity introduced to the whole thing, rom-com style with the Mr. Mystic machine. Uh-huh. I thought that was so <laughs> Yes, yes. It was a nice way to lighten up <laughs> the last episode oh Mr. Mystic and I just I love I love 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 Jess yes. Jess is always so fun because she's just like like um what was it, the ghost honey <laughs> not the ghost hunters but you know what the um I forget I forget what they were called what were they uh they're looking for basically Chesapeake's version of Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot what they called it. But yeah, they were like looking for Bigfoot or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yes, yes, but, that was but it. I love how Jess just plays into the fantasy. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like, oh, it's, you know, it's not real. But she just loves to just poke at it. Yeah. Like she totally <laughs> messed with David during the whole Bigfoot thing. She's messing with her sister like, oh, Mr. Mystic. Right. What if it's what if it a is real, real, real fortune? <laughs> well, I thought it was such a cute premise that this machine kept spitting out the same fortune, the same fortune to everyone who put a nickel in, all the O'Briens who put a nickel in at least, saying the love of your life is right before your eyes. Mm-hmm. What trouble that caused. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Goodness. Oh. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Get this, the love of your life is right before your eyes. And they, that just sends them on this little spin of, wait a minute, are we going too much too soon too big too fast what are we doing here <laughs> they were cute they are yes they're they're dates <laughs> let's talk about their date for a hot minute <laughs> we went from caviar to french fries <laughs> <laughs> but she said you know she's like i 
I just want a regular old beer sometimes, you know, I just, I don't even like champagne. I just want a regular old beer. And, um, but, but what I loved though, about this Mr. Mystic thing and this fortune that everyone's like, is this, you know, they don't think it's real, but they, maybe it's at least causing them to think, mm-hmm. um, it got them talking one of their f- open, frank conversations that Abby and Evan are mm-hmm. starting to have. And she's like, you know, I, I've never really let myself be alone. You know, um, she was with Trace, she was married, she was, you know, she always has had a boyfriend and she wondered if she would find herself in this little time after Trace. And yet here comes this fascinating, odd man, Evan. (laughs) (laughs) He's fascinating, yeah. But then he admits too, I have always been alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which so is being, just such an interesting, yeah, again, yeah. so just so different. Yeah. And he said that it's like, he's always been alone. She's always been with somebody. It's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, they're just really different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Different, but the same, like the same fear mm-hmm. of being together. And what would that make me if I was with someone? Mm-hmm. can we actually be two separate people together mm-hmm. or do we have to be a couple? I don't know. Yeah. You know, for Abby, that would be a really interesting journey because mm-hmm. she, you know, obviously she was married young. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was like, well, let's go back even further. She was always with Trace. Always yeah. with Trace. As the high school boyfriend. Uh-huh. Then she meets her ex-husband. Obviously they got married young. Mm-hmm. or they were at least together for a very for a while as a young like in their young 20s yeah and then she goes back to the shore she's with trace again and it's like you know when you're young in relationships you kind of merge almost mm-hmm. in a sense and sure. I feel like I mean I could say that because I mean my husband and I have known each other since we've been together since we were like 17 18 and like, I know that he's taken on some of my personalities. I've taken on some of his personalities right, and it's for like, for worse. Right, right. But then it's also like when that's, I mean, like, obviously we're still together, but you know, if two, when two people who've been together or who yeah. some, a girl or a man who's been in a relationship with somebody for a very long time from 15 to 35, 20 years of like melding personalities and stuff. And then that's gone. It's like, who are you? Like, who am I? Yeah, yeah. I, I could definitely see how that's a kind of a, a fear of of Abby's. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and then also she's mom, too. So, I mean, like as a mom, like sometimes yeah. I know when they were little, like younger, smaller, I know that sometimes I felt like I had no personality <laughs> I know. <laughs> because it was like mom hat, <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah, it, it is an interesting thing to think about Um, just yeah. diving into the deeper crevices of Abby's mm-hmm. fear because you also Abby doesn't ever seem to put on those like she's never really that vulnerable right where when she is and so even, even though this was heaven even yeah he asks her how things are going she's like fine yeah so it, it isn't it is interesting really now that y'all are pointing that one out huh mm-hmm. I, I like how she's she's really is trying to express herself with him though she really is trying to put words to what she's feeling and saying, you know, she, I don't know. He brings out a vulnerability to her that she allows, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's, but he also, you can tell he doesn't know how to be with someone either because he's immediately saying, I don't like champagne either. I want a beer too. I don't like twinkle lights either. And then, <laughs> and then as soon, as soon as they're at that seaside festival and they're dancing and it's beautiful and there's these twinkle lights and they kiss and he, she's like, I like romance. And he says, I do do. <laughs> he still, he still needs to figure himself out. Yeah. Still kind of riding Abby's leadership here. I know. Yeah. So like I said, like he said, I think he really hasn't been, you know, in like a long lasting relationship or in like a more serious relationship, which is starting to get yeah. there. And so I think he's kind of like, you know, it's kind of weird because he's like such a master of, you know, his business and, you know, the things he does, but this yeah. is like, he's an amateur, like he yeah. doesn't know. And no. so I think he's trying to figure out, you know, how do you be in a like more serious relationship with someone who has children and like, you yeah. know, who's also my business partner and someone whose family I love, like this is a lot more serious than the other, whatever, you know, relationships he had. So I think yeah. he's trying to find his <laughs> trying to find his bearings and kind of figure it out so <laughs> I think he is so funny he Robert, Robert Buckley is playing Evan so perfectly I think he is so funny in the things that he says his awesome crooked smile I am ready to see him in an episode with the O'Briens again I, mm-hmm. I kind of need to see him. I was going to say, I need to see him with the girls. I need to see him with the family in that yeah. element again. Because that was what I loved so much last season. I'm like, right. barely showed Trace that much with the family. Mm-hmm. Right. I really liked that Evan was a lot shown with the family. And so I yes. want to see that come back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like they're so isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really want to see that come back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Evan was interesting in this episode. I was a little confused. I'll be honest, a little confused by everything. Because I thought I thought we were moving towards the whole. All right, let's normalize this. No, I mean I don't know. I I guess because they went crab trapping and then they went on the the whole you know the 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 whole scavenger hunt where they were just two normal people in a like a regular car. Yeah. but he's I, I he doesn't guess. know how to he's still figuring it out how yeah. do I actually do this so his his knee-jerk reaction is to go back rent out the restaurant you know blindfold the quartet you know make make sure there's fireworks <laughs> so he's he's learning as well um can we real quick though about <laughs> I just remembered Margaret Keller's family <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh Yes. White person at dinner trying to tell a joke. I was so scared. I was like, <laughs> no, I was like but they were very delicate. It's like not like this is different than like being with a whole white family and you're white. Like it's a little bit of more tact. You have to be kind of like, I mean, the first time you meet people, I was just like, oh, God. I was so nervous. I was scared. I didn't know <laughs> my dad trying to like meet my mom's whole family. It was well how about if it was like this alternate universe where like the o'briens are actually the white kellers and the kellers are actually the black o'briens okay the exact (laughs) exact number of kids and genders 
they have yeah. girls. That's was Nick. That's was Nick. I mean, <laughs> yes, I did. And then the grandma. <laughs> with the muffins yeah and with the muffins yeah that I definitely noticed that I was like okay this is kind of like really weird it was so funny to me <laughs> it was funny. so funny and she's like is this too much for you and he's like no I I feel right at home I'm like yes because you are home like this is basically my family. <laughs> like all the same you know family structure yeah it's so, oh it so killed funny. me that yeah. was such such funny humor to me I don't know why it just tickled my <laughs> but <laughs> he passed he passed the Keller's oh, yeah. acceptance he test passed. okay again pitching pitching because you know Hallmark here's our pitches we need sure. a Margaret Connor spinoff because <laughs> I mean how fun would that family be oh, just and both families and it, that especially was like Mary oh it'd be so <laughs> fun I would love so fun. I'm here I mean, for it. if you're not going to do Chesapeake Shores, then plop them into a new Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, mystery, murder mystery, because we all kind of miss those. And, miss and just, you know, just cast Marissa and Andrew and the girl who was the, you know, on the bike and then the rest of the family, because Karen Holness is the mom. But instead of Chesapeake Shores, it's what Sugar Grove or something, Sugar Grove, yeah. Maryland. And it was like the small town or yeah, we could do Sugar Grove mysteries. Something staking <laughs> out in Sugar Grove with with Connor and Margaret's doppelgangers. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so funny to me. It was exactly what I needed. I honestly, this episode did feel like a rom-com to me in some scenes because of the laugh out loud nature, the shenanigans with Mr. Mystic. Mm -hmm. um, but it it did take a couple of um, emotional turns, <sighs> like with Brie and Luke. Oh, oh my goodness. I was oh. like, what? <laughs> Stop, please. I, I, I was gonna Brie O'Brien, Brie O'Brien. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was like, girlfriend. <laughs> she sabotage that was jess's word just just don't sabotage yourself in this relationship that's what she was doing because she just would not stop i was like brie you were coming so strong with this like just please stop stop and he's you can tell he's kind of like not used to being teased but she wasn't teasing she was like pushing 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 you planted it well then you did you plant oh you put the papers in that means you planted like let it go <laughs> but also but why that was my question I was like does she have trust issues I was like I don't is this what something we're supposed to know about I was kind of like I don't remember if we're supposed to know something about that I was uh, I, I mean just that she's a serial dater who you know like yes the trust issue <coughs> obviously go back to mm -hmm. her mom and dad like her family you know she said that she has trust issues but gosh that was so pointed at mm -hmm. him like and it was the over the stupidest little thing yeah and it was so it kind of reminded me of like she was teasing and then she just took it too far and <laughs> then it was just far it was just it was gone way oh. over the line like, like way over the like she wasn't reading the room like Bree he doesn't think it's funny 
Yeah, it's oh, and, not, and now he's, he's personally that you don't trust him. You're yes! just way over. Like, I, like, she's I like then you asked to move in with me, and he's like, I did not ask. I never <laughs> I asked. That was the strangest thing. It and was that weird, was, yes. And then I thought- so, so sad. And I thought that was her trying to, like, at first, when that whole conversation was beginning, I thought, she, I really did think she was trying to be like, because, you know, Brie, she's a little quirky. I thought she was trying to be funny, like, and then you asked to move in with me. And then he uh-huh. would say something like, no, I didn't. And she's like, hmm. maybe, but maybe you can. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought she was going to make some kind of quirky little joke that was like, okay, ha we're going to laugh out of courtesy, but we really don't know why this is funny. And then it just like went downhill from there. And I was like, oh gosh, Brie O'Brien. And she's like, she's like kept insisting it was a joke. And, and he's like, nobody's laughing. And when he said that, I was like, oh, Brie, you killed it. Like this was and, horrible. And then he just like, you know, he got up and he left. I mean, he said something to her and then he left. And I was just like, which that place was so cute. I was like, man, he's just leaving, leaving you with this nice place with the fountain. Oh, no. <laughs> Gosh, like, oh no. But I'm having sorry. the most boring You're- lunch I've ever seen with water and salad. I was I so sorry about that. <laughs> I want the burrito oh, that Gran used to eat. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Luke cannot sustain that salad. It's gonna be gone in an hour. It's gonna be evaporated <laughs> from his from his stomach. <laughs> he needs to eat more than that. And seriously, though, when he she went back and she tried to fix it in a Brie way, instead of saying, she said, wow, I came on too strong at lunch. Just say you're sorry. You know, just say, like, I did come on too strong at lunch. I'm sorry. Yeah. But or maybe she could have. Yeah. I mean, she could have also. I mean, at lunch when he said that he put the cards and I mean, obviously, like then I would have been like. The more appropriate thing to say was would be, did you shuffle? <laughs> oh, you didn't shuffle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would have been such a better ending to that situation. Because <laughs> oh. then they could have been like, oh, ha ha, yeah, I guess I, I guess it really was my fault because I didn't shuffle. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then it turned into this whole other thing. And so then bad. Especially because she didn't believe that he didn't shuffle him. Like, he, she just didn't she just kept, I don't know, she was insisted oh, that he did it perfect. Yeah, and then turn around that apology, which wasn't really an apology, she right. really could have taken the time to say, listen my brother and my sister, everybody got the same cards. I am so sorry. I really was joking at first but then it was just really weird to me and then she could have done her little Brie ramble yeah yeah and then it could have been resolved a little better but you know Brie Brie has had kind of an she's kind of had it easy the last she kind of even had it easy last mm-hmm. season so maybe this is time for her to have a little bit of her numbers come up yeah it's time for her to have a problem huh? a little problem <laughs> relationship issue Brie <laughs> but you know it was it was good because she's been so understanding and so compassionate about his past and really um she wrote this story about redemption this short story Mm -hmm. inspired by him and you know he read it and so he knows what she thinks about redemption she Mm -hmm. you know he can like kind of infer from her story that how compassionate she is and the Mm -hmm. second chance she wants to give but if you cannot get over these small trust issues and you're going to push someone to the Mm -hmm. point 
to admit something they did like what see i think that's a cop-out i think her answer of like i have trust issues that's totally a cop-out i think she's scared she is straight up scared of getting into a serious relationship with somebody i think she is because she's you know her parents and everything that happened right yeah i mean yeah that's that's yeah yeah i mean i feel like having trust i don't know i feel like trust issues and fear i think those are two very like they're on they're similar but then they're also they're they're different you know and i can't really explain it and i think it would take too long to dive right in there but like um brie hasn't wasn't brie always the one to kind of run or ignore she's no she's the she's the shove it under the carpet that's how she resolves her problems yeah, push like, it down. Yeah. pushes it down shoves it under the carpet and just like sabotage herself yeah somehow. she she does she really yeah yeah Ugh. so you know we kind of leave them on a cliffhanger we don't really know what's going on except for these previews kind of show maybe a little reconciliation is in their future and what he says to her is i have trust issues too but it's when people don't trust me or whatever he said and it was like that was oh that was i was like oh this is not good i mean she messed up she messed up big time she it, yeah. would not she just pushed too too hard i mean she just was like <laughs> and that does not that does not go over well that and that doesn't feel good when like someone just like no but you but you but you but i know you just i know i'm just like he's like i lived <laughs> would you please <laughs> and now he feels you know now he feels like you don't trust me and he has his own voices in his head i know i'm a felon i know i messed up but i haven't done anything wrong like right now like right. i haven't done anything but he this thing his personal yeah. doubts about himself and now she's kind of yeah. you know feeling like he doesn't trust him and he feels like maybe you know I'm sure he has his own thoughts I'm not a trustworthy person because she thinks you know I went yeah. to prison mm-hmm. uh yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see how they reconcile and that because trust is a big deal trust uh, is yeah. very it's big deal biggest deal in a relationship I mean. it is and it can be reconciled Mm-hmm. It can be regained again, but it it not without work, not yeah. without um, some proof, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will see. We will see about Brie and Luke. I have high hopes for them, but who Brie? This was a big one. Oh, Brie O'Brien. <laughs> Brie O'Brien. <laughs> hey, you know who I really missed in this episode was uh, Graham. I thought Gran Mick needs her. I would have loved to see what she would have said and yeah. how she would have said it with her Irish accent. I really would have loved to just see what she would have said and her approach. And I think she would have been strong armed yeah. or like strong, you know, very like in yeah. his in his face, but you know, very like direct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because she, her husband went this way. Her husband had alcohol abuse, right? And um, did they yeah. they said that before and then heart issues with that. I mean, I, I really did miss what could have been if she was added to um, or able to be there in, yeah. in this. Uh, yeah. but, but a perspective for her to have as someone who, you know, right. mm-hmm. knew, you know, what it was like to live with an addict and remind mm-hmm. him of his dad's behaviors and just yeah. very direct. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 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 
Well, hey, any last thoughts on episodes four and five? Anything we didn't bring up? Woo. I think Sarah are adorable. They're really adorable. Mm -hmm. Kevin is just next episode, everybody. That's gonna be great. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be so fun. Yeah, yeah, and next episode, per the previews, we see David, he returns after a few episodes of absence. So good. Well, hey, oh my gosh, as soon as someone told me, you told me, or someone else said that the the blurbs of each episode kind of like give things away. So I have not been like watching the previews or or reading the blurbs or anything <laughs> don't don't do any spoilers for me i'll have to try to wait two weeks here. Okay. <laughs> oh i did want to just mention that i think and hopefully this is okay to say um <laughs> i think that um it's not bad or anything it's just mm-hmm. i don't know i think it's just important because the hallmark audience is typically you know more conservative um and that's i'm conservative you know about certain things and that's good so i think it's really important to have these issues like with luke you know trying to find the apartment like you said just showing Mm -hmm. how difficult it is for someone who is you know a convicted felon just to find somewhere to live and just Mm -hmm. how quick people write you off because of your past right Mm -hmm. you know and i'm sure I think that's just good for the homework audience to see like as Luke is someone that they are getting to know and someone they are becoming to respect, seeing redemption from. I think that's important to just see like how difficult in our society yeah. it is for people to reintegrate and to find a job and to find a, you know, start over. And I think that's important. Yeah. yeah. With the addiction storyline, mm-hmm. it's so stigmatized, people of low income, people of color, people right just you know want to give up or whatever you know and it's think it's important that you know the audience can see like you know this happening to just uh, mm-hmm. you know, a regular you know dad who's mm-hmm. been you know a good man his whole life and you know and it can happen to anyone so I yeah. just I love that Anne I love it good mm-hmm. for, for this audience especially to, to yeah. see any audience but mm-hmm. I think it's one that the Hallmark audience doesn't get to see as much especially mm-hmm family that they respect and love so much where they can really kind of you know relate and mm-hmm. maybe have some empathy for the, mm-hmm. for the characters yeah. more um, yeah so I think it's important yeah and I, I will say too the timing of the just mixed storyline was so interesting for me personally because um so our church we do um we do a um basically like an AA type of thing and it's anybody like you don't even have to be a Christian to go like you know if you're struggling just come you know we'll we'll, we'll you know we'll your kids will be watching in a really safe environment we'll feed you dinner you know there are people who are of all different walks of life all different um you know backgrounds races etc I mean but you know and different addictions too not all of it is alcohol not all of it is um you know, not all of it is, you know, uh, substance abuse, like some of it's, you know, other types of addictions, like sexual addictions or whatever, just any type of addiction, big or small, you know, if you are struggling, come, you know, we will love on you and all of that stuff. And um, we actually just did a, um, a 5k um, fundraiser 
to raise for addiction awareness in our community so that people, you know, know that there are resources out there. Like you don't have to be alone even. And, you know, like I said, you can be somebody who's struggling with the worst of worst things to somebody who, you know, you may have be, you know, everybody thinks you're upstanding citizen, but inside you're struggling with something very internal and this very internal addiction type of thing. And so I think that was just the timing of that was like so perfect yeah. too. Um, and the 5k was fun. Cause like at the end they had the bubble machine. So it's like coming clean, like clean oh, from your addiction. Yeah. So they had like the little bubble machines and stuff. Um, but yeah, that was just, you know, and like you said, it's, it's something that it's not really talked about. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this, the audience, it, they really do need to see a different side of mm-hmm. addiction. Cause like, you're right. We do tend to see, you know, we tend to think that it's, oh, it's just somebody who's like, you know, shooting up on the street in the slums of your city or whatever. No, it's not necessarily that person. It could be like your coworker that sits in the next cubicle who's wearing a suit and a tie, or, you know, they're wearing stilettos and they're perfect. Like they appear perfect on the inside, but they're struggling. And so, you know, I, I really, 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 once again, I really appreciate that this storyline was done for this family and it was done well. Yeah. Um, from the internal for, for Mick, and for treat portraying Mick and then just the outside and the family and handling that. I mean, you saw them go through their grief with it, that you saw them go through their anger and now you're seeing them go through like the support stage. And I think that's also important for us to see too. It's like, how do we support somebody that we love that's struggling? Mm-hmm. And I think that is a good example. Um, so thanks for bringing that up, Anne, like, you know, spot on. Yeah. Thank you, Anne. That's, so true you guys and I mean the humility that it takes to say we're I am not above blank I am not above blank you know is um it's hard Mm -hmm. but it's it's good to get there you know addiction is addiction no matter where you are you know middle class white family upper to middle class whatever we'd call them um (laughs) um successful man yeah there's I don't know the stats but there is drug addiction in those circles definitely mm-hmm. um thank you you know we have I really appreciated I don't know about this episode five but episode four you know they had like a hotline up and um you know maybe we can attach that to our post as well since we are talking about something like this um it's always beneficial to to add where that information and helplines can um can be found so maybe we'll do that as well but you guys thank you for entering in talking about these good subjects thank you to um chesapeake shores and um you know Fief sutton and mark jordan legan and the other producers and and the actors for bringing stories like this to light. This is the beauty of narrative. Mm -hmm. We can see ourselves in narrative, even if it's not exactly the same situation, or we can enter into someone's narrative and, and learn compassion and, and um, motivation and things like that. Even if it's not our story, it's someone else's story and that benefits all of us. So Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for storytelling in this regard. Um, And 
just good TV. It's really fun to watch good TV. So, so we want to just celebrate this. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Fief, yes. FIFA and Mark Jordan have alternated writing um, one through five. So <laughs> FIFA has done the odd ones, one, three, and five. And Mark Jordan did two and four. So okay. good. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, they so are a great team. Great they team. They are. <laughs> well, thanks, everyone. We want to know what you thought of these shows. Definitely please leave a comment on um, the YouTube channel underneath if you're watching there or a review on iTunes if you're listening there to our podcast, Chesapeake Chats. Uh, we will be with you again in two weeks to cover episodes six and seven. Um, Casey, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Casey underscore underscore Simpson on Twitter and Instagram. And what about you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at awscott21. Wonderful. And come find me at Hallmark Comics. That's Hallmark underscore comics. And um, really, you can find all of us here on Chesapeake Chats on the Hallmarkies podcast. So make sure you're following along and don't miss a thing. All right, everyone. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.